Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on In the President's Service. Your brother was a brave lad, Nigel. He's probably thinking that we've got to get the information we stole from the Jerry's back home. The Lutheran minister we arrested for spying for the Nazis? That's him. He's due to be executed on March 16th. Well, what do you want to do? Mr. President, I've got to get into that girl's grave. I want you to go on a few dates for your country. I can't pretend to fall in love with someone. That's not in my job description. Mr. President, I've just gotten a call from Henry Reed. What are you doing? Henry, we have a really important job to do. I'm going to go fix this problem right now. Helen! Based on A Date with Death, the first book in the series by best-selling author Ace Collins, the Long Highway Players proudly present In the President's Service, Episode 2, Shady Grove. Helen Meeker, a special investigator for President Franklin Roosevelt, was about to launch an investigation into the mysterious death of a minister's daughter in rural Georgia when she was called to the scene of a bank robbery in downtown Washington. Helen has won the confidence of the Holden men and is entering the bank to meet with them and negotiate for the hostages they have taken. Get in here. Sure. I'm Stan. That's Andy over there. And you talked to Ben a minute ago. He's the one over by the blinds. You the reporter? Where are the hostages? Back behind the counter, by the teller's cages. Mother and three kids. I said, are you the reporter? No, I'm Helen Meeker. You said you were from the Times. No, I asked you if you would like to speak to a reporter from the Times. I didn't say I was that reporter. You lied! You- No, you assumed I was. Not my problem. You with the FBI? You know Hoover doesn't allow women as agents. I'm from the office of the President of the United States, and I have the credentials to prove it. Now, who do I talk to about working out a deal here? Me. I'm Ben. Nice to know you. Where's the vault? Down that hall. Okay, come on. Hey, where are you going? We are going to the vault. I've got to make sure of something in there. After that, I can get you that plane you want. But first, let the woman and her children go. No one gets out of this bank until we're free. Stan, listen to me. I just happen to be one of President Roosevelt's most valued employees. I'm worth a whole lot more to you than a mother and a few kids. Yeah, well... Call Reese. Tell him you're going to let four hostages go. As soon as they are out the door, I promise I will explain why you stumbled into something that's worth the president helping you get away with the money and your freedom. Stan, take the woman and the kids to the front door. Right. You four, on your feet. You're getting out of here. Oh, thank you so much, miss. I want to go home. Thank you, God bless you. 
Reese, we're letting the woman and her kids go. They'll be coming out in a few seconds. You try anything and we'll shoot them in the back and then take out the rest of the hostages, including the broad you just sent over. Let's get out of here. Let's I go home and see that police right again. now. Andy, you let me know when they're across the street. Uh, yeah, they're there, boss. Okay, now, what's so important in the vault? You and Stan follow me back there, and I'll show you. Why, both of us? It'll take both of you guys to open the box. What box? <sighs> Look, FDR is really spooked that you're here. He's more worried about you right now than he is about Hitler. Uh, uh, about us? How come? There's a steel box inside the vault. If the material in that box fell into German or Japanese hands, it might cost us the war. Oh, I don't want to cost us a war. I might be a crook, but I'm still an American. Of course you are. But you picked this bank, so those papers are your ticket to anywhere you want to go. Where to, Ben? Mexico. Mexico it is. I just need to make a call. To who? The president, of course. Huh? Hey, wait a minute. How do I know you're not pulling a fast one here? I'll let you talk to him yourself if you want. Uh, okay, go ahead and call him. Lean in here, Ben. I'll let you listen to us talking. White House. This is Helen Meeker. Is the president in? Connecting you now, Miss Meeker. Satisfied now, Ben? <laughs> you wasn't fooling. Ellen? Excuse me, Ben. Franklin! I've made it to the first Continental Bank. If we give the robbers safe passage to Mexico, they'll release the hostages and turn over the exodus plans. But to assure them that we'll agree to these conditions, they need to talk to you. Helen, are you on the inside with the men? Yes, sir. I ought to strangle you, Agent Meeker. Probably, sir. But we have more important things to deal with now. And you want me to assure them there's something of great value there? That's right. All right. Let me talk to the man in charge. Just hold the line. Here he is. I'm going to lean in this time so I know you won't pull a fast one. Is that really Roosevelt? You'll know in a second. M Mr. President? Ben, I'm disappointed in you. Sorry, sir. But if you can get me out of here, I'll never do it again. I swear it. I believe you, Ben. But if you take those plans Helen was talking about, you'll wish you had never been born. Do you understand? Well, yes, sir. You can take the cash, but don't hurt anyone. I won't, Mr. President. I give you my word. All right, Ben. Let me talk to Helen. Give me the phone, Ben. It's me, Mr. President. I hope you know what you're doing, Helen, because there's a lot that could go wrong. All right, we got into the vault. Now what? Stan, I'm looking for safety deposit box number 1776. It should be over there on the right. Okay. Look, lady, 
I told you we didn't take nothing. I can't leave Andy all by himself alone. Now, what are we doing here? I've got to be sure, Ben. Winning the war might be at stake here, I told you. I have to know those plans are still there. Here's the one. 1776. Great work, Stan. Come on, Ben. Are either of you good at picking locks? Yeah, Stan's an expert. And he's got these tools right on his vest. Well, Stan, if you can get it open, you win the prize. A long vacation in Mexico. Hmm. It'll take two of us. When I get one lock trip, you'll have to hold the tool until I get the other to release, boss. Okay, then. Go to work, Stan. I'll be right here standing next to this bag of coins. Sure. Let me just get this breaker bar. Yeah, but this gun is going to be pointed right at your back, ladies. Don't try nothing. What would I try? You have the gun, remember? Shut up. Okay, I tripped the first one. Now then, Ben, hold this tool just the way it is and don't let it move. Let me put my gun down. Okay, let's... Hey, lady, what are you doing? Ben, I told you to hold the tool steady. It moved. Now I've got to do it all over again. I said, what are you doing, you dizzy dame? I, I just wanted to see how much these pennies weigh. They're really heavy. Come on, quit playing around. Back up against that far wall. Now. There. That far enough? Yeah, I guess. Ben, I've I got it tripped again. Now hold that wire until I get the other one unlocked. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. Great work, fellas. I'll just see you later. Wait, wait, what? Hey, stop. Get back here. No, wait. What? I, where, where's my gun? Good luck getting out of there, boys. Now to take care of Andy. Hi, Andy. Good news. Huh? Oh, hi, lady. I didn't see you. Boss told me to keep an eye on the street. Good man. Well, your worries are over. We got the plans. The plans? Oh, uh, okay. Where are they? Right here. Oh, oh. Almost too easy. I'll just take your gun there, Andy. You won't be needing it now. There. Now to wrap things up. What considerate gents. They left the phone number for the stakeout for me. Reese, it's me. I have everything under control here. Really? How so? One of the hoods is sleeping like a baby. Let's just say it was time for... change. <laughs> the other two are locked in the vault. Helen, how did you- Never mind that. You just get over here and do whatever you have to do. After making sure the DC police have secured the bank, Helen and her partner, Henry Reese, have boarded a plane from Washington to Georgia. Hi, this is Ace Collins. I hope you're enjoying listening to the Long Highway Players production of my book, A Date with Death. If you'd like to find out more about the adventures of Helen Meeker, please check out all the novels that are a part of my In the President Service series, 
at my website. That's www.acecollins.com. And you can purchase A Day with Death or any of the other 19 books in this series at Amazon in both print and ebook formats. Once again, thanks for tuning in and happy reading and happy listening. Henry, you okay there? Huh? What's that? Are you hot? You look like you're burning up. Even your ears are red. Oh, I, I'm always flushed on flight, so I guess it must be the altitude. How did you get us this flight? I, I figured low-level peons like us would have to take the train. Oh, this was a snap compared to what I did this afternoon at the bank. Yeah. You had no business taking that kind of risk. Well, if they hadn't bought my story, they would have had one more hostage. But they couldn't afford to shoot me. If they had, you all would have come in with guns blazing. You should have waited. Hoover had his best brains working up a plan back at headquarters. I couldn't wait that long. I needed to get you on this plane. So this was all about you being impatient. That was really by the book. Henry, it was about getting a mother and her kids out of that situation. Besides, I knew I could come up with a plan once I got a feel for the situation. You mean you had no idea what you were going to do before you went in? How could I? I hadn't seen the landscape yet. You can't clean up a room until you visit it. Uh, fine. I saw a picture of you at the banquet with Hetty Lamar. Some say she's the most beautiful woman in the world. I was assigned to that duty. I didn't ask for it. Besides, she's married. She and her husband had invented something that might help us in the war effort. Uh, Hoover asked me to take her out while he and her husband talked. That's a good cover. It's true. I bet you'll get stuck with that kind of duty sometime. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Ah-ha-ha! So you're stuck with it already. Who is it? Oh, I have to be seen with some British soldier at a few social events. And I bet you're dreading it, aren't you? As a matter of fact, I am. So tell me about him. Is he a good kisser as I am? How should I know? Surely you remember that night in Illinois when we wrapped up the yellow packet case? Oh, yes. I think you gave me a peck on the cheek. A peck? More like Clark Gable kissing Vivian Leigh and Gone with the Wind. The point is, I've never even met Nigel Andrews, never mind kissed him. Oh, well. We can chat about old times later. Right now, I need you to look over this material. See if you notice the same holes in the case that I found. And if that doesn't convince you, I have a Bible you need to read. What does a Bible have to do with this case? I think there's a code hidden in some of the notes in the margin. The Bible was owned by a Lutheran minister named Wilbur Schellmeyer. I worked that case. Well, maybe you missed something. Oh, all right. Give me the notes. Let me see what I can do. Go ahead. Right now, I'm going to get a little shut-eye. Helen and Henry land in Georgia, rent a car at the airport, and drive out to Shady Grove, a suburb of Atlanta. I'm telling you, Helen, it chaps my hide. I'm stuck here in the States while all my friends are off in the front lines. They're doing the real work, taking the risks, and what am I doing? Playing low and playing it safe. Henry, we need people here, too. You might be doing work that will keep your friends from dying. (laughs) Ha! School crossing guards save more lives than I do. Are you sure this isn't the lack of sleep talking? We only got about three hours worse since we got to Atlanta. Yeah, well, maybe. But I still wish I was doing something more. 
well, we have a job to do here, so let's get started. There's the sheriff's office up on the right. Not much going on around in this town, is there? I feel like we stepped back in time to 1922. Our car's the newest one here. Yep. It looks like the Depression never left. Come on, let's get this over with. <laughs> Sheriff Johnson? Well, that's right. Brass Johnson. Who might you folks be? My name is Henry Reese. I'm with the FBI. Here are my credentials. Uh-huh. This is Helen Meeker, special assistant to the president. The president of what? The United States. Name's Roosevelt. You may have heard of him. Yeah, I heard of him, but I didn't vote for him. I don't trust nobody who smokes with a cigarette holder. I don't think that'll bother him much. Well, what brings you down my way? Nobody been down to this place since Jefferson Davis himself raced through here trying to evade the Yankee. Now there's a man I would have voted for. We need a couple of men to do some digging for us. What do you mean, digging? Digging, as in dirt? We need to dig up a grave at the Grove Cemetery. Well, you gonna pay for it? Yes, we are. We have a court order for the exhumation. Mm, sure, I can probably find you some help. Mind if I ask whose grave you're digging up? After all, this is my town. I have a right to know, don't I? Actually, no, you don't. And we aren't required to tell you. So where is this help you mentioned? And who do we talk to about getting into the cemetery? Hey, I don't take that kind of talk from a woman. Well, then you better- I, uh, Sheriff, I wouldn't recommend crossing my partner here. She brought in Big Nose McGrew, single-handedly. You might have read about that. You did that? But, but the paper said that McGrew was strapped over the hood like a deer. That was easy compared to the bank robbers I nabbed in Washington yesterday. Now, who's in charge of the cemetery? Mort Graves is the undertaker. And yes, that's his real name. He's in charge of the graveyard, too. What a name for an undertaker. We'll need him to be here when we dig this body up. Well, can I come along, too? You can be there, but you can't talk about what we're doing to anyone. You got that? Because if you tell someone about this, there's going to be a special election in this town. What do you mean? You're going to have a new address in Leavenworth, Kansas. Oh, no, no, no. I, I can keep a secret. Fine. We'll head out this afternoon. Is there a place to eat in this town? Well, sure. Uh, head over to Jenkins Cafe. They got good sandwiches. Okay, sounds good. You round up Graves and the men to dig up the body, then meet us at the restaurant. Well, I'll buy you something to eat. Well, all right. See you there in a little while. And, uh, Sheriff Johnson, see those six wanted posters up on your wall? Yeah. Three of those men are dead, and the others are in prison. You can pull them all down. Really? When did that happen? We got the first two five years ago. Five years? Yeah, and the rest of the cases were closed four years ago. Wow. Well, I just put them up last year. You have been listening to Episode 2 from In the President's Service. Our story was adapted for podcasts by Michael Messner, who also directed this production. Performers included Andrew Sargent, Art Shingler, 
Gary Klassen, Jennifer Francis, Lance Rodriguez, Laura Brandt, Lindsay Morgan, Max Sullivan, Michael Tucker, Nancy Messner, Nicole Player, Rocky Jacobs, and Sean Small. Also appearing were the author and the director. Theme music by Alex Productions, Creative Commons. This is Rachel Miller. Thank you for listening.